So that was uh, what led me into the spiritual realization to answer the original question of the importance of understanding our multidimensional and the true history of the earth. Everything has been hidden. Everything we've been taught and trained is a lie. And that's because the bad guys literally own the planet. Welcome to Far Out with Faust, everybody. I am Faust Chicho, and today I'm excited and delighted to be joined by Robert Potter. Let me tell you about this extraordinary individual and what he has been up to. He's a world-renowned real physical contactee of the Venetians and the Palladians. He shares his knowledge freely about travelers from these worlds. He's been having actual physical encounters with our ET brothers and sisters since he was 17. He's given seminars all over the world and appeared on numerous radio and TV shows, interviewed by countless magazines and newspapers, been at this for 45 years. He's been a messenger for the Venetian hierarchy of light, sharing messages of love and hope for the people of this planet for just as long. And if you're like me, as soon as you heard the word Venetian, you got excited. And so when I, when I read about this man, I had to reach out to him and, and he got back to me and we hit it off. So he also leads sacred site tours to South America, Bolivia, Peru, and Egypt and Hawaii, to name a few. He's been working closely with the Venetians, and he says that their philosophies and technological advancement can surely serve to enlighten us towards an era of peace and prosperity for all. And the the mission statement that I've gathered from diving into Rob's work is one of liberation, justice, equality, fraternity, and freedom from, from the tyranny that we see trying to engulf the world, particularly right now. There seems to be a very desperate attempt going on. Rob can be found across the circuit of festivals, podcasts, radio shows, um, and he's always sharing the developments and plans for the liberation of the planet given to him from the Interdimensional Galactic Federation, Confederation of Light and Ascended Masters. So... Without further ado, let me introduce Robert Potter. Thank you for beaming in, brother. It's great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Faust. It was really an honor. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of times when uh, people ask me, I kind of give them that big download. And I, I kept throwing this stuff at you. And m- most people just go, the ship is listing or the window <laughs> cage comes down and go TMI. And, um, I'm trying to moderate my presentation now. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening very soon on our planet that are important for people to have a little bit of a background. And at this point, um, you know, I've mentioned to you before, I'm sometimes considered the con- the the conspiracy theorists of the conspiracy theorists. Wow. Even many of them can't grasp or understand the simple reality of um life in our solar system and everyone's looking to the Pleiades and to Arcturus and Sirius yeah. and this solar system is teeming with life. So, um, you know, I'm nothing special. I'm a postman delivering a message. And as long as I maintain my, my vows to, uh, keep within the parameters that I'm told, uh, there's certain things I'm not permitted to talk about. Um, I really want to tell everything I can, but for certain, 
And unfortunately, I'm going to have to say political reasons and people's yeah. perceptions. I have to sort of keep things secret. But um, uh, I have well, a, a friend who's going to you're going to meet and um, at some point bring him on. He lived on Venus for two and a half months. And we're going to run through a whole bunch of stuff here today and and awesome. hopefully in the future. Sounds great, brother. Yeah. I mean, and, and the friend that Rob is referring to is Raymond Keller, who who wrote a, a trilogy of, of books, which we're going to talk about a little later. We're going to nine get books you a, now, nine, nine books now. That's right. Nine <laughs> books. My God. Um, I have a lot of, I love reading, thankfully, uh, catching up to you. But uh, so how did this, uh, people are probably wondering how, how the, clearly you are very much, you know, um, this has become your world in a lot of ways. And, and I'm sure it took a lifetime to get to where you are. So I, I guess, you know, and the thing I was curious about as well is, you know, you, like you just said, people are often at first drawn to the Pallades and to Arcturus and, and to Sirius and, 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 you know, towards some of, some of the races that we, we know were involved in, in, in humanity's you know, um, design and all that. But, but you don't often hear people talking about the, the Venetians. Um, and, I mean, it, the, the closest thing I could say I heard, like I was telling you when we talked on the phone, is, you know, the, the Hathors always claimed um, that they lived on Venus at some point, and then they're represented by the cat, by that the, the cat um, in in Egypt, that cat figure that's kind of cute and feminine looking. They're not really a cat; um, they kind of have big ears. It's a. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, but but but, and it's weird because. Uh, you know, I, and I'm, and I'm also knee deep in all this stuff and always reading about it. And you don't hear a lot about Venus. Um, and it, it is, it is our sister planet. Um, and, and so when I read about you, I was like, oh man, I can I couldn't wait to learn from you. And I'm wondering how, how, when did it take a turn to Venus for you? How did it start? Well, it all started when I was 16. I'm now 66 years old. And I was found a, a scientist named Dr. Fred Bell. And he's got a book on my site. And he was quite famous in the day. And, uh, and, uh, let's just say his great uncle invented the telephone. His father invented the automatic transmission, the alternator. Oh, Bell. The last name Bell, the Bell, right? The Bell. Bell. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And his father invented the automatic <laughs> transmission, the alternator for Henry Ford. Fred was running around his, in his hemp fields, you know, in the late 50s. The government had outlawed hemp uh, because they didn't want, uh, you know, alternative fuel oil and other things like mm -hmm. that. So um, then he went to work for the Air Force in charge of the top radar set. I told you about that. He was a whistleblower. And then he went to work for uh, NASA. He became a whistleblower there. They paid him a lot of money and begged him to be in charge of the electrical safety wow. on NASA. And he gave him the bird and weren't, was continued working for Rockwell and JPL. At the time I met him, um, you know, his life had taken a spiritual turn and meeting masters. And um, I myself have had a lot of amazing experiences in my life. So uh, through him, I started having contact with uh, the Pleiadian uh, Semyasi. And mm. I'm just going to show you, this is a very famous book, Wendell Stevens. This is the, the book that set the world on fire in 1979 when it came out. Now I was getting... Uh, the contact notes of Billy Meyer prior to this book coming out through Colonel Wendell Stevens. Oh, wow. So these are all the famous UFO contact from the Pleiades books. Yeah. Now, I, I took Wendell Stevens to um, to Egypt back when, and the, there was a one-armed farmer named Billy Meyer 
an amazing guy, mm -hmm. um, had, you know, probably over 300 physical contacts traveling to other solar systems in the future, in the past. It, it's a, you know, that's where all this started. Now, Wendell Stevens, um, because I was getting these contact notes, I was very, um, uh, respectful of him. He wrote an incredible number of books, the uh, UFO contact from Omo, Iarga, blah, blah. He's got like 10 books. Uh, the government set him up in jail, but he gave to me. Now you can imagine this book is pretty rare and sought after, right? Mm. He gave to me book number two. Wow. Look at that. Billy wow. Meyer has number one. Wendell Stevens within a week of his death gave me number one. And he wow. was fond of me, and um, I didn't spend a lot of time with him. But, you know, uh, a lot of experiences with Fred Bell, and I don't want to go too much in the esoteric aspect, but um, Fred was very well connected. He had been taken up uh, by the Pleiadians in a spaceship at Giant Rock before I met him in 1973. He um, and was in a Pleiades ship with two other people. I knew them. And then... Um, he had other experiences um, before. He lived actually in Georgia Damsky's house on Nestal Road in Laguna oh, wow. Beach, okay. California, and a spaceship appeared, and, and a woman opened the door and waved. And he goes, who are you? And she telepathically said, you'll hear of my name from a foreign land. And, of course, that was uh, uh, Semyasi. He was contacting him. And Fred is a scientist proving that he wouldn't work for death and destruction with the highest integrity and moral character was mm -hmm. chosen uh, because of his um, uh, incredible IQ in physics always the smartest guy in the room, studying the shockwave of the atomic bomb at 15, um, became my mentor and guide. And I was having experiences then with uh, ships following me down at three in the morning after I would go out of my body and have these training experiences. So it's kind of a very complex metaphysical uh, experience. But to answer the question, um, I lived in Palm Springs. I was a massage therapist, a healer most of my life, and I still do that a little bit. But mm -hmm. I was working in a very famous spa that was very Hollywood, big money, big names. Mm -hmm. I could name drop for hours, but um uh, there was another famous contactee who I could share with you about the Venusians at some point, but um, he invited me up to his place and he was a, a trainer. And uh, then a, a, a meeting was arranged, not formally, but we were talking about some things and I left and then we went down the, the road and the Venusians uh, came to me. Wow. <laughs> Five of them in a mint condition, baby blue and white uh, Chevrolet convertible with three beautiful women in the back. And a, a famous gentleman named Don Thor, uh, Valiant Thor's brother. Valiant Thor was adopted by the Thor family. He materialized on Venus one day. He was a created being, probably six-dimensional. Um, and um, How did you and, find out they were – so, so, <laughs> so did, you saw the beautiful women and, you, and then you saw – how did you how did you then confirm how did you like what what happened oh is that well, the story you were, you were started to telling me on the phone i think maybe um is that the one that well no no that, that might be a different story but t tell me how you how you how you how, how you then conf like figured out who they were and, and where they were from and, and what was happening this is part of my uh this process i'm going to share a screen so you can know who i met and how i knew it Okay. So um, I'm going to share uh, the screen, and I'm going to sh 
choose a tab here, I guess, uh, or a window. Yeah. So I'm going to share this one here real quick. So this is a famous picture taken in 1957. And I've met all three of these people here. This is the first one I met. His name is Don Thor. And I'll just, um, I'll just, uh, uh, do a slideshow. I'll play from current slides so you can see it a little better. Okay. This is a pretty famous picture. This image was taken by Dr. by uh, uh, Air Force photographer named Augie Ra- Roberts, and he was close with Dr. Frank Strange's. Um, and um, they, he was told uh, by someone that there would be some Venusians appearing at Howard Menger's. They didn't even tell Howard who they were, but he suspected. Um, he was already in contact with them since. Um, uh, the late 40s, actually. He was the famous one who started the the guy before Art Bell was a guy named Long John Nebel. And I can share, uh, you know, pictures of him with a Venusian as well at some point. But this guy is the guy that showed up who I recognized. I met Valiant Thor in 2003 with uh, two women and another man at a rainbow gathering. Yeah, at Dr. Frank Strange's inner circle meeting. In 2007, she was sitting in the back of the room. That's a great story. And then I met him, and I could tell the story of meeting of each of these. They did not admit who they are. Now, in 2007, I was well aware of Dr. Frank Strange's stuff, even at the time that I had the meeting with him. So um, keep these guys in mind. This is uh, Commander Valiant Thor. Uh, six-dimensional or higher, uh, not Venusian, but resident there, and placed in charge of the Earth mission, the overall commander of operations um, uh, on the of the Victor One space fleet. And they're monitoring every the thoughts and minds of lots of people on the planet, the military of the, who know where they are. They monitor isotopes, and you know that's a security. So they have several different missions here. Um, mm-hmm that they're, they're working on. So basically I went to meet this guy, um, Gabriel green. And, um, would you like to see a picture of him? I mean, if you think it's not relevant anyway, this guy's a famous contactee and, um, I guess I can kind of bring it up, but this is where it all began. Let me share this real quick. So you can understand this will kind of give people an understanding of the Venusians. In fact, in the beginning, it was all Venusians. Okay. Mm. So everyone thinks it was started out elsewhere, but no, the Venusians are the primary contactees of Earth. And what happened was in the 50s, um, there was a, a famous guy who, who worked with uh, Howard Hughes. His name was George Van Tassel. And he, along with uh, George Adamski and many others, and this guy, Bob Short, was a close friend of mine. He used to call me and uh, he, he was very famous for going to sleep and they would speak through him. It was really loud. He wouldn't know. So this is out in the fifties. This is kind of like what I do in Mount Shasta. This is the original meetings. Everyone was coming because of the Venusians. Wow. Okay. They were the ones that contacted Eisenhower and, and told him about the nuclear weapons and all this. And so that was the the Venetians. Oh, wow. The Venusians. Now, NASA, put out the big disinformation program and people bought it. This is George Adamski. This gentleman it, yeah. had a contact in the desert. He took the famous pictures. It's very close related to my mission. In fact, his meeting took place 67 years to the hour after the contact uh, in the desert in 1952. 
Okay. So they postponed my meeting so I would be on the exact 67th anniversary. And if you saw the video of the recorded message that I was allowed to give, this is Gabriel Green. So this guy was a physicist. He ran for president with Dan Fry on the UFO. He was really into it. And he was like, um, I'm just going to say, he was like James Gilliland on steroids. Oh, wow. This, This guy had phenomenon. And I was guided to him by another brother, Frank Chile. There's a very was a small, tight knit community of contactees, and I met quite a few of them uh, before their passing in the day. But these were the what we call the ground crew, who were awakened and aware, previous lifetime experience from these other worlds, actually, and had been chosen to give the message to the people because a government. Um, of the world were controlled by, let's call it fallen intruders or interlopers of elite families. And this whole thing is unraveling right now. So um, what happened was, is uh, Gabriel's talking to me. So he was amazing. I'd go to his house and my car would, the battery would go out and I'd coast down into his driveway. No kidding. <laughs> okay. And then I'd walk through the door. Like one time I had a girlfriend with me and her hair stood out like, like a, like you had a Tesla wow. electrostatic, her hair was out like yeah. this. She was like, what's that? And I said, don't worry. I said, they're just saying hello. And Gabe was laughing. And so, uh, you know, they would have phenomena. So I'd be in conversations with him, and all of a sudden the radio would turn on the other room. Mm-hmm. And I go, what was that? And he goes, they're just, that's an agreement, Rob. And then we talk later and he had a picture of his wife that would tilt. And, and he goes, he goes, that's Helen. She's saying hi. And, you know, wow. it was just really out there. This is ET 101 where I began to understand their monitoring capabilities. The fact that they're uh, in process and guiding me. I was having experiences with Fred Bell. This was in 1982, 84. I met Fred Bell in 76. Lights were following me. I was seeking a deeper Gnosis. Fred wouldn't tell me nothing. Wow. I would go out of my body and sometimes I'd come back and goes, you better take an Epsom salt bath. It, you know, that was a big one today. And, you know, and he yeah. kept telling me, you got to go out, you got to get out and tell your own thing. And I was, it wasn't physical, you know? So mm-hmm. like a ship would fall me down the hill, the light would be there pulsing. And I'd just say, I just want to know. And then I'd get to my house and be outside just pulsing between me and the hill in Bluebird Canyon. Mm-hmm. And I would be crying. And finally they sent me up to him at some point. That's another story. But so he tells me, I go, well, wh- what do they wear and all this stuff? And he, he goes, he goes, well, they really love the fifties, Rob. <laughs> he goes, Oh yeah, they were into it. He said the he said their hair was back and, uh, you know, rebel without a cause, Fonzie all over the place. Yeah. So I go, oh, so I'm going down. And back then we had something called a TikTok, like a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I pulled in this TikTok in Yucca Valley. And as I'm coming in, as I'm walking up the ramp, income, a mint condition, 1957 uh, blue and white convertible Chevy with the top down and three beautiful, kind of like my hair. The Venusians have like a white blonde hair, a lot of them. Yeah. Anyway, not all of them. It's a, that's a complex thing there. But um, they uh, these girls had ponytails, a pigtail, and they had uh, white blouses and checkered uh, skirts. Now, the checkered skirts were a little shorter than they would have seen in the 50s, not yeah. quite like Austin Powers twins, right. <laughs> but but similar, a little higher. 
and they they put their legs over the side of the car and they hopped out and they came up behind me. There was a guy in the front and I've seen him. I, I believe this is the guy I've seen many times here in Oregon and he pops up and now and then he's the, the same Venusian. I don't know his name, but I get a register and I go, that's the guy again. Mm -hmm. And I just don't, they have a way of blocking you from, from doing things and uh, they don't really want to be confronted. So this was my first to my knowledge, recognition meeting after Gabriel Green. So in comes, uh, oh, and they had uh, knee-high white socks and brown and white saddle shoes. Oh, wow, wow. So this was a really cool thing. They had landed somewhere, decloaked, boom, drive up and do a little demo for me in 1984. So this was kind of like, uh, again, this is part of my lifetime of meetings. It's always behind the scenes. And yeah. left to my own um, intuition and discernment. So in comes Don Thor as I'm checking out. You know, the girls are skipping yeah. down the aisles, and I was with another guy. He didn't recognize me. I said, his name's Michael Legion. He's a spiritual guy, real contact. He has a lot of stuff. And I said, I said, that's them, the visitors. And he goes, he's what? No, no. And I, I just didn't even bother. <laughs> I was just focusing on Don Thor walking in and he comes up and he gets the counter right before me mm -hmm. and he turns to me and he looks with that same thing where his eyebrows a little bit raised look yeah. like this and uh he goes i'll have a pack of cigarettes and i just went like this and he looked back at me and i just telepathically said i said go ahead light it up and smoke i know you guys don't smoke yeah so the guy gives him the cigarettes and i've told this story many times but get this he starts pounding them on the counter bam 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 upside down camels unfiltered yeah. right pounding them you know how they used to pound the cigarettes yes pack them yeah. and then when i said that telepathically to him he says i'll have a pack of matches get keep in mind 82 you could have smoked in the store in those days right right so so he and i go i said oh kind of like oh you up the ante i said go ahead light it up mm -hmm. so he takes the cigarettes and he has up matches and he goes like this he was wearing a white t-shirt like fonzie yeah he was wearing uh you know uh jeans and and penny loafers with the penny in it <laughs> and um and he takes it and he rolls it up in his sleeve wow just, so that was an amazing point. contact experience uh the next uh contact experience and i'm not sure it was venusians but that was another one i'll let you take some other questions i don't want to just keep going yeah, no 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 problem no no that's yeah. <laughs> that's good that's how you it know, started you you hear the wildest stories when like when, when people get up there like you know they were they were wearing you know and then you hear about the regalia that they had on and you're like it was it's it's like always reminiscent of 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 a, of a costume you know but of course it it seems that way to us probably but um you know you i hear tales of space boots and 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 all kinds of things that are just too too wild to be made up you know what i mean when you hear something you're like that, that that sounds too crazy to be false almost, you know? Um, but I, I'm just reminded of that when I hear about Fonzie and the way that guy carried himself, it's good. It's, it's amazing. So, so from, from there, you know, I, when, when did it start to become, you know, because obviously the, it, it progressed as with your spiritual journey, as, as you evolved, I'm sure that the, the messages evolved and, and, you know, as you became 
you know, an, an easier filter and contactee that tends to facilitate more messaging. Right. Um, and so when, like, when did it intensify and when did you start to get, you know, was it after you met Raymond that you started to get these, you know, tr true, like, this is a message that you need to deliver, you know, um, an important message. And, and I've read a lot of important messages that you were given in, in your work. And, and we're going to get into some of them because they have to be said and, and, and reset and, and, and people need to permeate, we need to permeate the consciousness of the planet with these messages because it truly our, our you know, our evolution um, is going to depend on this being absorbed by the, by the collective. And so mm -hmm. I'm wondering when, when did it become, when did you realize your mission, I guess? I recognized my mission very early on. For me, it was a spiritual development. Fred Bell told me to read Autobiography of a Yogi and uh, some other books about the esoteric uh, teachings of the of the what's called the Great Work or the Plan of Redemption of the Planet that has to do with literally an interdimensional planetary thing. It's so convoluted; it's very difficult right now. Mm. There's a lot of young people, uh, intuitive, tuning into a lot of the, the what's been going on. But a lot of that stuff is almost is over now. That's a very another area that's very triggering. This has to do with uh, understanding religion and spirituality. So I was a hippie. I grew up in Laguna Beach. Laguna Beach was unique. You know, the first surfing contest in the United States ever was in Laguna Beach. We had a huge surf, surf culture. I grew up on the beach uh, mm -hmm. in a multi-million dollar house owned by my stepfather. And Fred Bell lived vertically right up the sh that hill from me on Bluebird and uh, at uh, what we call Arch Beach Heights up there. And uh, for me, I was a hippie. I was like, I could see everything bad. I remember I was, I think it was 13. I read in the Los Angeles Times at the bottom of the page. Uh, it was at the very last page of the Los Angeles Times. It said, the United States Congress absolved the Ford Motor Company of treason oh. for, for building the comma truck mm -hmm. uh, plant mm -hmm. um, in across the really? border, no, from Vietnam. Oh, from uh, Vietnam. They were supplying right across the border. They were supplying uh, Vietnam with the trucks that were fighting us. And they said, so I could see they that the same with Hitler. Hitler, they were financing him. And I got a yeah. whole, I, I have a whole thing. We could do meet the Hitlers where I'll show you some crazy stuff. And I have photographic evidence from Hitler's bodyguard, Otto Scorzini, who exposed oh, cool. George Bush and the family as Nazis. And that, that's a whole nother mind-blowing rabbit hole i'm going to be yeah, producing no, I, that kind of stuff on my I, I often go down that rabbit hole and and try to inform people just i'm going to i'm going to share that so <laughs> um, basically for me it's a spiritual thing and uh i was uh timothy leary was arrested in my hometown the brotherhood oh, of wow. eternal love you know he was working on the montauk experiments and decided that lsd was a good thing and that um the government uh control network he was arrested yeah you know, uh, just down the street from me and the cops wow. pulled him over. He went to jail. Then he was broken out by the black Panthers wow. in, a, in a laundry truck and ended up in Switzerland. And, um, Holy so shit. we had, we also had Rajneeshis and Hari Krishnas in town. It was a mm. spiritual epicenter of hippies and, um, you know, the, the, 
make love, not war group. Right. And so uh, that was my upbringing. My mother was a metaphysician and my great grandmother was Catherine Tiffany of the Tiffany lamps and jewelry fame. And so oh, wow. my mother was exposed to a lot of, uh, uh, they started uh, a magazine called the printer Zeke, which was fighting the, the revolution. And she was close with Harry Houdini. She supported financially Ernest Holmes of religious science and the science wow. of the mind, Mary Baker, Eddie, I believe. So she was influential in the spiritualism movement of the time of, um, of the truth that's out there in the multidimensional universe. So my mother kind of bred me into that open mm -hmm. mind, although she couldn't accept my experiences. And so, um, oh, wow. The next step of my contacts was Gabriel called me one day and said, there's a teacher being sent for you. Cause I was having these experiences with Fred and mm -hmm. I realized that there's a spirit that, that this isn't about silver spaceships and spacesuits. No, it's not. It's a, this it's is not. about a planetary awakening of the truth, the truth of the nature of reality, the truth of God and the truth of the individual God within you, or what is known as the, the Christ principle or the Christ consciousness. And I don't want to associate this in a personality cult, but, um, a lot of things to unwrap there. But yeah. um, so he called me, uh, Gabriel Green again, calls me on a pager in 1983. He goes, Rob, you got to get up here to, uh, there's a teacher coming to you, master, the Ascended Master Larry. And I go, uh, I knew who he was. <laughs> He's an yeah. Ascended Master. There's seven co-hands of the Ray. I don't want to go into that more okay. esoteric stuff. But so, um, He's a he's a master on the fifth ray of concrete science and knowledge. And as such, I was working in because um, Fred was a master right. of that. Not an ascended master, but a master in, in science and knowledge. And he said, um, there's a teacher being sent for you because I was getting a little bit. I was going out of my body. Lights were following me. Fred was going like, yeah, I know what did happen, you know, or you're <laughs> here. And you know, I remember one time we were out in 1982 and uh, we were up all night and had, I had a tremendous revelation. I can't share that more personal esoteric spiritual, but um, the spaceships came down right above the house. Boom, boom, boom. Just they, they jump. Boom, 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 boom. They call them beam yeah. ship because they kind of beam from one. They, they kind of jump on these things and yeah. stop right above the house. And then boom, shot up three times. Boom, 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 boom. And I looked at him. I was about to say something. And he just telepathically said, don't say a word. Watch. So the ship went up and down. So I was having these experiences right. that were difficult for me to integrate into my life from my downloads. And my downloads were full blown out, out of the body. I would leave my body. I'd watch the earth. You know, it was dark where I was and I would see, I would see light coming up over here and it was darker. You know, it was, it was just kind of, um, very, um, it took a lot of years to process yeah, to yeah. really grasp this with the knowledge I was reading from, uh, the, the Pleiades and stuff. And then, um, so basically, um, I I said, okay, I'll be there. And I hung up the phone. Now this is the eighties, baby, mm -hmm. you know, you know, discos and, and Cocaine. so, the, <laughs> okay. So I told, I mentioned that. So, so the, the phone rang like a fire alarm and I, I was take I'd already taken a couple steps away and I go, I look at the thing and it's ringing. And I, and I see a guy in, in front of his car getting out, like pick it up. That's obnoxious. And I looked yeah. inside the store the the people at the counter it was a really loud fire alarm. It's like they put a beam on it. It was like, 
it, it wasn't ring ring. It was just like really loud. Right. And right. so actually previously Gabriel had played for me. Once he got a phone call, his niece was in the house and he got a phone call and a being spoke from outer space. It had an echo. Let me call it a space yeah. echo. Gabriel Green. Is, right. is Gabriel Green there? There, there yeah. Real dramatic. And right. so I picked up the phone and I just heard this echo, the same echo I had heard. And they were telling me, you know, don't go out to Cecil's or to one of the nightclubs that I could have easily gone to pick right. up a girl, you know, get an eight ball of Coke and go out. That was right, a day. Right. right. So um, that was before we knew all the dangers and all that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went up and I'm there and uh, there was a guy in his bedroom who came out um, kind of mysterious character. And um, he basically taught me a lot of things about reptilians, possessions, and the graves. Mm -hmm. And mind you, this is in 1981 or 82. Wow. It had always been the Space Brothers, the benevolent message right. of peace and hope. And then all of a sudden, it became about the abductions and the graves and the fear and right. the, you know, we're being invaded and governments in denial. It's 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 always big, a, a big psyops on the people of the earth. So right. that meeting culminated um, after a long evening, I won't go into that too much. I saw many other interviews because his story never changes, but mm -hmm. he showed me about a possession and reptilian shape shifting, this kind of stuff. And um, then he took me and Gabe and that other guy that I talked about, Michael Legion out into the desert. Um, we didn't know where we're going. Gabe didn't know. Right. He didn't know, but they told him a mile, mile and a half. We kept going right. down these roads and we know he's come, you know, a mile and seven tenths or whatever. And um, we'd come up to a stop sign and he goes, well, this is the place, Gabe, you know where we're at? He goes, well, that's Bob Short's house, <laughs> but he's gone. He's at the, he's in New York, but let's, he goes, okay, let's go there. And we go there two minutes later, a car pulls up and it's got another famous UFO researcher who just got back from a contact with the Pleiades wow. and he was staying at his house. So it got dark and this is back in Yucca Valley, no lights. It was, right. you know, the stars, you could touch them. Mm -hmm. And um, so he says, let's go ready for the demonstration. We go down there and we're sitting in a, like a, a thing facing like this. And we're just sitting here waiting. And he goes, Oh, he goes up there now. Look, and you just see this little twinkling, blue light and mm -hmm. boom it's sitting on the floor oh, wow, sitting wow. on the desert um you know closer Close, than right? my yeah. window behind me yeah i have a crystalline structure there that's a part of my pleiadian technology but that's about where it was i was sitting there looking wow. at it and uh we were all just silent and uh the female voice and i believe it was semyasi I was eventually beamed aboard their mothership in 1989 uh, wow. with Fred Bell physically and came down at six in the morning. That's another story. But um, all this time, uh, to my outer knowledge, I, I'm not involved in the conversation until this was probably, this was actually my first conversation that I can mm. recognize. I didn't speak to Don Thor that time, but um, so uh, she said, now you know, Rob. And this is what I had been saying all the time to the lights that were following me and pulsing outside my window. Right. Waves of love. I'd be crying like a baby. Right. I want right. to know the truth. Why can't you just talk to me? What's going down? So I was getting a little unstable. I was yeah. you know, 
questioning Fred at some point. I said, you know more than you do. Why can't you tell me? And he just he said, you 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 swore to secrecy. And he just nods his head and he looked down like, sorry, I'm not allowed to tell you. Yeah. And I found out later it's for my own safety. There was a lot of stuff going on with uh, the silence group and they do, mm. they will kill people. A lot of that's pretty standard for them mm-hmm. and keeping this uh, uh, great spiritual knowledge from us. Yeah. So, the conversation went something like this. She said, um, she said, now, you know, I said, well, this is beautiful. I said, I guess that means we can have the hippie, beautiful nature with high technology. She said, she said yes, absolutely. And I was kind of crying. I said, well, I said, this is wonderful. And there's a couple other things in there, a little personal, but and then I said, well, how can I help? And she says, you can help because you're having this experience. You can share this experience and they'll know by the way you tell it that you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And so that wasn't true. <laughs> she wasn't I told my that. mom and my sister, and they go, yeah, go ahead, take some more mushrooms and hang out yeah. at Fred's house or something. Right. So um, <laughs> basically um, I said, um, you know, I got to the point and I, and I said, I was kind of crying through my tears and I said, well, why don't you come out? I want to look, why don't you meet us? And yeah. she started laughing. And um, I was laughing, and so I'm, cr- I'm laughing through my tears. I go, what's so funny? You know, in my mind, I wasn't speaking it. I said, what's so funny, you know, in my mind? And she says, you think you're the Messiah. And I kind of went like, what? And uh, it was a joke, I guess. But um, um, the military guy that was next to me, he was the guy that was sent to me. He was working. He had broken his mind control in Arkansas. He was on a government alien base and oh, he wow. remembered that he was going up and ab- sitting in the capsule with the little grays while they would abduct a woman and plant them with a with an alien baby and take it out three months later this is a transhumanist wow. agenda this is a takeover many people think alien babies are cool and i think on a certain level perhaps some of them are but it was definitely the, the whole hybrid craze you're talking about, right? Yeah. A lot of people are saying, oh, that's a good thing. Uh, this yeah. was done against people's will. Now, I will say that there are certain races that have agreements with right. their own incarnations who are taking up to take some DNA. But um, this was a military abduction base. And this was definitely part of uh, um, the yeah. trans- changing humanity against their will. It's been done for millions and millions of years. It's another yeah. story that I'm well versed in, actually, with 66 years of contact experience, mm-hmm. which no one gets it. You know, they they think I'm crazy, but it's okay. I don't really care at this point. Right. I know the message that I have is one of love, hope, peace, justice, and the transformation of the earth. So, yeah. And I'll finish this up real quick here. So, um, so he says, "Have you seen enough?" And I said, "Yeah." She, and I knew it was a her. I said, "She's not coming out." He said, "I know." And so get this, and this kind of, and I, I'm kind of proud of this moment. It it showed me that I was not, you know fascinated in the spaceship i'm in was interested in spiritual knowledge and what this contact was given to me for was because i was becoming a little with all of this phenomenon was i going crazy i kind of knew i wasn't but because i'd seen so many things and fred's credentials were insane his knowledge was incredible i saw physicists come up and try and yeah (laughs) try try and disrespect him and um 
he put them in their play. They would ask a couple of questions. He would go, boom, they go, hmm, hmm. They asked something. Then you could see they were thinking those. Then he asked them a question and they just go, I don't know. Right. Boom, take their seat. So um, it was awesome. He was developing the interstellar time conversion process of a spaceship. And he, we literally built a, uh, the beginnings of a, a spaceship in, in his backyard. So there was a lot wow. of uh, um, technologies and stuff that were given to him that he was silenced eventually. So to make the long, this really long story, I'll cut it here. Um, I walked away and Michael Legion goes, where are you going? The ship's not here. I turned my back on the spaceship. Yeah. And Gabe was over there. And I said, she's not coming out. And I watched it just disappeared. They move right. so fast. Right. It's there. You, you you see a little bit of a movement. It's all you grasp, and it's completely gone. Gone, yeah. So that was uh, what led me into the spiritual realization, to answer the original question, of the importance of understanding our multidimensional and the true history of the earth. Everything has been hidden. Everything we've been taught and trained is a lie. And that's because the bad guys literally own the planet. Yep. And um, I'm just going to go back to Christ. When he was in the desert, Satan came and said, hey, you're raising people from the dead. You got quite a name for yourself. Worship me. I can give you everything. I own the world. And he said, get away. Mm -hmm. So he proved his love for humanity by dying on the cross and he proved his divinity by his resurrection. And that's close to the Venusian mi mission. This is not about religious dogma. This is about the truth of the power of love and that we're all brothers and sisters. And if we do unto others, as we would have done unto us, the world would be a better place. Oh that's God, the yeah. Venusian mission. I, I love that mission. I'm sure that's why I'm, I'm drawn to it and why we're having this, this discussion as we are, you know, I was, I was struck by what I was reading um, in in your Q and A with with the Venetians and and this you know it, it's fascinating to me that the the, Ven the Venusians have this it's Venusians right Am I, I don't want to keep saying Venusians yeah, not Venetians Venetian. not, <laughs> not Venetian, no not from Italy no not the Italians um, the the Venusians uh, that they that they have Forget about right. it <laughs> that's a that's a different podcast um, that that they have this hierarchy um, and, and that there is this this structure to, to the way that they are uh, presenting information, the way that they uh, introduce themselves and, and, and the way that they are titled, so to speak. Um, and, and that's very clear. You know, if, if you read every, everything about your work, that's the kind of the first thing that people are going to notice is that, um, you know, there's, there seems to be this, this mil military, uh, structure to, to, to the way that they are ordered, um, which is, which is different. Now you don't, I mean, you do hear sometimes, you know, about commanders from the Pallades. I mean, but, but, but it's always pretty straightforward and simple. There's not usually a, a, a hierarchy the way that you see with the Venusians and, uh, it's so all hierarchy the, everywhere. All hierarchy. It is everywhere, right? It's just usually not so pronounced to to humans, I bet. Yeah. Um, we're in, we're in the third dimensional entropic universe, so we we're looking from the valley. We're already immortal spiritual beings. We are right. already Christ. All we have to do is to claim it through our free will. And the the system has been rigged. We're born underwater in mud, and outside is a glass pyramid. And they're put got oil on it. How are you getting out? 
You know, right. it's difficult to uh, get this understanding because the fallen ones who own the earth uh, created the system. They know our DNA and all this stuff. But hierarchy, let me put it this way, it's dimensionality of frequency. Hmm. And even the fallen beings that are in charge, that were in charge, I'll say, that yeah. have misman misled mankind whose time is over. We are about ready in this next year to Fuck. bust loose My with the divine intervention. Um, uh, the Wizard of Oz of the bad guy behind the scene has been removed for the most part behind the scenes guys, those with the higher technology, extra dimensionals who have subjugated mankind and had a plot to turn us into a battery of dark energy to, you yeah. know, rule the physical light system, the light world. So very complex. I don't go too deep into that, but um, there, the hierarchy involves in frequency. So you have, Let's let's look at uh, the pyramids that I have, and I, you know, I make them. They're on my website. Maybe I'll share that in a minute. But um, cool. pyramid. Think of Pink Floyd. How I wish, how yeah. I wish. A light it's hits like this, the, and you get seven levels of energy. Right. It's so like the, the pyramid. Too, right? The base divided by the height reaches the number of pi. That's a number that progresses to infinity. You can never make a perfect circle on the physical plane. It always is a spiral. It goes inside itself. Mm -hmm. So that's the illusion or what we call Maya in the physical plane. Now I work mm -hmm. with a top level physicist who's working in time travel with the Palladians. I'm not a mathematician, but I understand string and wave theory and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of the technologies that the Pleiadians gave us this jewelry piece and all this stuff is uh, based on uh, a knowledge of the pyramids. So you have, you have mm -hmm. seven planes of existence, the physical plane, the, which is the third dimension. You have the astral plane, which would be considered the fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. That's not the highest. But if we're going to the fifth dimension, big deal. Then you have the mental plane. Okay. Uh, and then you have what's called the intuitional plane. And then you, and that would be like the sixth dimension, uh, you know, mm -hmm. the sixth dimension. And then you have the causal plane. And then you have the atmic plane or the plane of soul. And then you have the logoic plane. And all of those planes and all those dimensions and all those selves are within you. And in Dr. Frell's book, he explains it's like a Russian shell game that you have uh, inside the electron on the physical plane. There are 49 subatomic particles mm -hmm. called the Anu inside that are of the astral plane. And when you're on the astral plane, if you were looking their their atoms and electrons, you would see within there 49 of the mental plane. And so it's everything is all happening at once in all time and space. It's you know just what it reminds thing. me of it, when what you, like so so when you when you study brain waves, you know, and and if you if you watching like someone who's in a meditation and and you see the the you know the brain goes from this you know low beta and then they drop into the meditation and you start to see the coherence come and then you start to see them drop into theta you know but then but what you notice about the brain waves is that you you can't get to theta and then lower and then back up if you want to get it into a gamma brainwave state you, you have to go through all the you know they're all connected right? You, you can't, it's not like you're jumping. They're, they're all kind of there, but you just enter into a, the dominant part of, of, you know, when you get up into gamma, um, but to drop mm -hmm. down into theta, which is the dreamwave, you have to go through beta and then back up. So it's, it just reminds me, it's so much like, and it, and it reminds me of the, the Maya, you know, the, the pyramid, 
it's 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 all connected you know Everything and that's why we haven't we have intuition you know we we're plugged into all these things all the time it's just most people are, are not taught and that's a great injustice to this race mm-hmm. to this humanity that you know that we're not taught these things how can we develop you know spiritually when when we're we're taught we live in a material world it's such a grave injustice it's part of the problem that we're that's, in right now, I think. That's what shows like yours and, and people who are seeking the truth are going to find out. Everyone has to use discernment. So let me go a little bit into the the, the hierarchy aspect. Other, sure. other worlds and other systems, we have beings from physical planets that traverse uh, time and space. Okay, they're fourth dimensional worlds like the Semyasi and the Pleiadians have a fourth dimensional world. They're way in advance of us technologically. The Pleiades, which is actually within the Taurus cloud, there's only seven visible stars, but that Taurus cloud has over 250 stars, wow. including Aldebaran and, uh, you know, they got a, a, an, orange, yeah. an orange dwarf planet, all, all these things, and they all have different agendas. You know, there's a lot of contactees and their followers, unfortunately, taking the side. My contactee that I follow is the best. Right, you know right. that person's a liar, and if the con- if the contactee is starts talking about other other contactees being false, they're making a big rookie mistake. I'm right. not going to mention any names. There's quite a few out there doing that because you've never walked a mile in your own things, and you have your own perceptions. That's right, and their own experiences, I, and they're not going to ma- they're not, they're not going to match up. This is the same reason when we get in trouble with religions. It's like, no, no, yep. actually. You're wrong. Your God, God couldn't have looked like that because he looked like this for me. Oh, okay. You know, this is where we run into problems over and over. This. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. So there's different agendas. Each There's thousands, if not millions of federations. Our galaxy is 110,000 miles light years across, light years. In the center is a, a black hole. It's called the Pleroma or the Grand Central Sun. It's just... You know, there's a light that's in there. It's that's coming off the black hole, but um, they call that the Pleroma, and who knows where that goes? You know, so um, it's important that we don't go get too complicated or go out there into cosmology. But in our quadrant of the galaxy, um, we look in, and at the center from us would be uh, the Pleiades. Taurus cloud. There are good and bad in there. There's a whole history. Some are not from there. Uh, and um, so they have this uh, um, reality of the different agendas. So they, they know that the universe is like a giant being. Okay. And we're all family in here. And many of them recognize that there was something going on here um, in our in our world that was causing rift in the time space continuum literally. So it attracted a lot of tension to this planet. And for many, we were far out there. They didn't involve, but a lot of information went out and the councils recently have gotten really strongly aligned to clean up the situation. The earth toe, uh, the earth is at the edge of the galaxy. It's, it's having problems. And this was seen as the nexus point for a very negative thing that was happening. Right. So they all became aligned to, um, to clean up the situation. And it's been happening behind the scenes, hidden to mankind, military actions. And there is a, a various uh, councils. Mm-hmm. They have, 
years, many millions of years, I won't even go into how many and who knows. Right. Right. But they were hybridizing races and having wars over genetics. Wow. And these are some of the fifth and sixth dimensional beings that aren't physical because right. they would create a, a planet and a race, and then they would leave that dimension and come down and have an experience in the physical body mm. because you can grow in your ascension to higher worlds by serving on the lower dimensions. Right. So why would anyone want to come here? Because they can help this planet go through this difficult time. And mm -hmm. so there's various groups. They all have different ideas. And I talked to the security chief alone. I said, why don't you just take us all up? I mean, I, I'm sick and tired of so-and-so saying this person's right. fake. I know they're real. I have lots of things. And I don't rush to judgment. I have a lot of discernment with 66 mm -hmm. years of experience. And I can counteract. I can, I can pause and wait and know that both are right. But obviously, some of right. them have different perceptions. And he said, he said, look, each federation has an agenda. Each planet in that federation has agenda and the individual talking to an earth human has an agenda and the earth human has their apperceptions. That's right. So even a it's physical free will, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hell of a thing. It's a great thing, but it makes things complicated, you know, nuanced. They do have rules of engagement of what they're allowed to do and not do. Yeah. And mostly the ones that don't look like us are mostly here for scientific purposes and behind the scenes. Occasionally they get seen. They're slowly leaking out the bizarre looking other aspects of different mm -hmm. races that freak people out and would cause you to believe that they're, you know, have hostile intentions. And some of them do. But for the most part, uh, we're in a big stage of cleanup. So I'll just Good say news. that yeah. everything is under the command of God. And that's it supreme infinite intelligence without name and form beyond all name and form mm -hmm. yet within all name and form in all dimensions and all times and spaces and anything that you can possibly imagine um already is was and will be that's what alex yeah. collier a good friend of mine we have I the same that, view yeah. um we call it the isness and another very famous contactee who's a very close friend of mine and who we uh are really resonant is a guy named jj hertak and oh, I know JJ's coming on my show next week. <laughs> wow. I we love him and Desiree. I'm, fr I'm friends with them. I, I, every time I see them, we talk. And, and finally, I said, are you guys free in December? And they said, yeah. So they're coming on. Uh, they're going to come on next week. I love doctors, JJ. And uh -oh. Desiree. Do you have his phone yeah. number? Uh, I, I, well, no, I, I can check my emails. Maybe it's in there. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to reach out to him too. I, I just saw him in Las Vegas. Anyway, so yeah. but him and I. Uh, really have a lot of things. He's a messianic Jew. He understands uh, the Christ principle beyond the mm -hmm. the idea of this religious uh, right. deception. So that's just for me the spiritual nature and uh, understanding that um, there's a dimensional hierarchy and uh, that they're all 90%, 99.9% are all intending for us to move forward in a positive way. Yeah. They have different views in terms of intervention. The Galactic yeah. Confederation of Light of our system, and I'll explain this hierarchy to you, is yeah. comprised of 601 worlds and 51 solar systems. Wow. Includes Arcturus, Sirius uh, A and B, Alpha Centauri A and B, um, you know, Earth, Wolf 30. There's 651 solar systems. I don't know all the names, but um, there is the queen of Venus is based on her lifetimes of service. This is not genetic. 
and they they have a, a, a specific aspect of their culture that's related to the bees. Yeah. They were unwillingly, without their permission, hybridized with the bees. They're not insectoid. They look just like us, and it's a complex subject. But the Queen of Venus is established, and her position comes up every three years for renewal. She was established, the current queen in 2012 was established, and because of her long lifetime of association and being on the earth, she's very um, understands the world situation. I believe her lifetimes of service to humanity have given her that position, and that's who I speak with through my friend Raymond Keller, who she took him to Venus before she became the queen. That's all chronicled in his books. But she's the head of the Venus uh, uh, hierarchy, and they have a, a region of Venus who is an ascended master who, if there's any difficulties or questions, he makes he he says something, and they pretty much follow that. Now, we have a solar council, and in the third and fourth uh, dimension, the 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 head of the solar council is the Queen of Venus. Hmm. And because of the Earth's importance at this point in time, she's also the, would call it the head, or it's a council. It, mm -hmm. It's not, you know, they're all working towards love and light and, and uh, establishing the protocols and without violating human free will right. in the transference to the new Earth. So there's specific rules on that. But she's the head of that confederation. So mm -hmm. that's a pretty high level of um, of contact, yeah, and they keep a lot of things from me that I'm not supposed to know. I'm focusing on uh, the message of hope and peace, and to share yeah. with people everything you're hearing about the bad guys is pretty much done. Uh, wow. We're going to see some huge changes. Um, a lot of announcements will be made, and mainstream media is going to have to uh, drop the curtain, and um, <laughs> a lot of people that are dead and being played by robots or people in rubber wearing masks will be revealed very soon. And, um, you know, I'm going to say Trump is one of them. Oh, so yeah, I've heard, I've, it's going to trigger a lot that. of people, but you, you, you can, you'll find out soon enough. Is he, is and, he one, um, is he a robot or is he, uh, they got a bunch of them. They got, yeah, I'm a, sure. They probably had clones for a while. And then, then I mean, they have, would, they definitely have make sense. I'll show you the robot one. If you want to ask some questions in the meantime, or just comment on yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I have some questions. You know, it's because when I look out and I see when I just when I when I study the planet Mars and study the planet Venus, you know, it's like I, I always I'm always struck by it's they're so close to Earth, both those planets, um, and Mars. You can see you can literally see the scars on on the on the topography of the planet, and and I'm like. How do people see Mars and not know that this was once uh, an inhabited land? You know, and also Venus. You know, it, when we when when they got the the satellites to Venus, they said, "Wow, they they thought it was going to be, you know, um, much more like Earth than it is." Uh, you know, obviously it's, you know, the 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 it's very hot. You know, we know we know about the the clouds. Um, and the temperature. And so I'm not I'm as hot as you think. Not now. NASA's that, lie. One of, one, that, there's the, there's a surprise. NASA's lie. Never so, a straight I, you know, answer is what Fred Bell no, told me. I know me that. In 1973, I, when I met him, I said, you worked at I'm NASA. Sure. And he goes, yeah, 
never, not a straight date, not, not a, uh, um, single straight answer. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So not a straight what's answer. The, can you, maybe you can, and this is total my curiosity. Maybe it's a little off, um, the subject, but, but, you know, so when he, when you're, when he, when Raymond was in Venus, was it, was, was he in the clouds? Because I was like, there's probably life on Venus right now. It's just in the clouds. You know what I mean? Why would you think it has to be on the ground just because we live on the ground? I, I, it was just like a, a thought that I've had so often. And also they do have floating cities. We're going to have them. It's going to be a big part of the new earth. They already, we have, we already have a floating city above the Gobi Desert. That's called Shambhala the Greater. Shambhala the Lesser used to be in the Himalayas, but due to the earth changes coming, it's been moved to South America. Uh, and there's a, a labyrinth connected down there uh, around the area beneath the mountain Sahama in Bolivia and mm. beneath Lake Titicaca the Minor. There's a, a conclave there. And all around the earth are inner earth civilizations from our yeah. ancient history who are there. And they're coming forward now. Michael Sala's work uh, with a guy named yeah. JP. They're disclosing the secret places of the lion where the ancient repositories are kept. Uh, in this book series, the Transylvania Sunrise series, um, oh, cool. uh, they talk about the inner earth and the interdimensionality. But um, I'll just say that um, a lot of things are coming forward on that level. I, I I love everything I wrote, you know, and I and I love how how frank they are about you know the 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 great veil that's been, and and this is definitely part of my mission, you know, and I'm outspoken about it, and you know the truth can be upsetting to people, <laughs> um, but, to say the least, right? <laughs> to put it mildly, um, but but you know some 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 of us feel. Now, look, there's, you, I'm not saying that you need to be slapping people in the face with the truth, but the truth does need to come out. Um, and, and people with integrity are going to bring it out, whether, whether some other people are ready to hear it or not, because that's the only way this world is going to, you know, reach a kind of the harmony and the balance and the heaven that the religions have convinced people is, uh, you know, far off in another dimension. I believe it can be right here. And that it was always supposed to be right here, you know, but we've been bamboozled into this, you know, crazy way of material nonsense thinking. So, Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I, I really love the, the answers that the, that the Venusians give you and everything that I've read and, and seen and heard. But let's, uh, let me, I would love to, for you to show your, your website and, and some of your things. Well, why don't you just share real quick here? Um, you know, this is my website. And so, like, this is my summer conference. I'd like to introduce people to this. Uh, this is my big event every year. The largest uh, spiritual gathering, are, or actually of any gathering, that I know in, in Mount Shasta uh, for the last 10 years. I have 250 to 400 people at my nice. conference. And when you click on that banner on the homepage, it takes you to a whole other page, and you can learn about it. And uh, so I, I talk about it uh, in there. So... The other thing I wanted to, to share with you uh, here is um, I want to go back to the main site real quick, but I have a free uh, newsletter. You can sign up and you can oh, get cool. information and uh, and you can get notices and discounts. And then I also have an inner circle where you get the copy of the book with all the recordings and all the messages in one spot as well, a bunch of other stuff. But I wanted to show you um, Raymond's books because – 
this brother, and you know, I sell his books. The money goes to him for the most part. I get a small fee, but um, this is not, you know, it's not really a, uh, I won't say it's a big uh, money maker <laughs> yeah. for, for me, but I'm going to show the books here. Um, and um, there's a lot of other technologies. You can check this out here. Uh, cool. the, the Pleiadians taught us about pyramids and lasers and sound and light and color and all this. So we have a, a credible set, three books for 50, um, uh, nice. any uh, six books for 120, any nine books for 150 plus shipping. Uh, this is about his time travel experience. This is the Venus Rising book. The The first book is... Uh, oh, cool. Where did it go? This one. Uh, so the Venus Rising book is incredible. Uh, this book was written by uh, a woman from Venus. And I guess I'll, I would like to just uh, encourage people to get this Fred Bell's book. This is about Valiant Thor's meeting. This is about the government's cover-up. This will tell you all the lies that make you think Venus is a hot steaming cal oh, cal cool. okay. cauldron. You know, I mean... If it is, why did they send more uh, satellites there than anywhere else on the planet, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the solar system, most of them went to Venus. They're cloaked, um, you know, like in the dark side of the moon, the opening of Transformers, you know, something yeah. just swallowed the satellite. That's happened on Venus numerous times. And they are our guardian. They own the moon. The v oh, Venusians okay. are our our guardians and the earth, it's getting ready to be transferred to earth when we join the galactic confederation. Right. I think that's farther away than we, yeah. some people might wish or dream, but <laughs> mankind has to show that he's um, ready to be responsible. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. Have a to we have, a to, to have peace on earth and to not stop killing other life on the planet with all of our technology, stop polluting the planet and yeah. stop, and creating an a, you know a more equal society. Yeah, so so I'm going to oops, I better take this out here and I'm going to stop my share real quick and I'm going to show you the two Venusians. This is fun. We'll show you they they like to wear a red beret when they're on an official me message. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to share uh this final image here. And so the promiserevealed.net folks, check it out and then you can uh look at the products. I have an incredible special on uh the uh, tickets right now, you get five days camping and a four day event and all the speakers are some, uh, there's one in particular quite famous that I can't, um, talk about. He, they don't want to be known until sooner, but, um, this, this is a great image here. Can you see those two women? Yes. Yes. Okay. The one on the left is a blonde woman born in 1902 in the United States. Her name is Annabelle Krebs, and she uh, was a really well. <laughs> yeah, well, she she served with this woman in India, in a place called Hardiwar, Lakshmanjula, and Rishikesh, very close cities in the high Himalayan mountains, or the gateway to the upper mountains there, where the masters have their esoteric uh, teachings, and mm -hmm. the you know the the, the monks are you know, hundreds of years old. So um, this woman on, on the right first was serving in India. And in 1927, she was uh, acting as a guide for the East India Company. 
that's kind of like the CIA of the day. Yeah, they were they were the ones that started the heroin addiction in China, and they were the ones that you know destroyed China so they could get the gunpowder and mm -hmm. you know the colonialistic you know conquer and rule. So uh, she was leading some major uh, military guy in charge back down after a two week journey while they were up there and they came upon a beggar on the road and the beggar said, uh, Oh, please help me. I I'm hurt. I can't move. And I need some food and water. And uh, she goes, Oh, we must stop and help this man. He goes, we're not stopping. You can hand him some water and give him some food, but we are going. She goes, we have mm -hmm. to help him. You know, he, he can't walk, mm -hmm. you know? And um, they said, well, if you help him, we're not paying you. So she said, okay. And she helped this guy and nursed him down. And um, they got to the bottom after three days. He said, you have great compassion. And he dematerialized them and they went to Venus. She became a dual citizen, went back to the earth in service after becoming a dual citizen on Venus. And the woman on the left, you know, was really a humanitarian and she was always helping the homeless and stuff. And she decided that she would go into the Andhra Pradesh area in the high in the Himalayas around Lakshmanjula and Hardware and all that um, to um, help the people during the great depression hmm. in the thirties. So she goes over, you know, in her late twenties and she works alongside this woman. Now let's fast forward to uh, 2000 and um, notice the red beret notice the, they have, these are B pens. These are solid gold B pendants. And these women came to uh, to visit Cosmic Ray after he wrote these two books. The Venusians call him the Venusian historian, and he had a previous lifetime. I won't, that's a pretty long story. There's another picture of me and the commander, but they wouldn't, um, I, w I wasn't allowed to uh, share that because someone found out who she was. So uh, let me, let's go forward a little bit and I'll show you. So uh, these two women came down to visit Cosmic Ray. And one last time, let's look at their, look at the light in their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they knew they were being photographed. And um, let's see, there's a picture of the security chief too, but I don't um, share his face can't be shown, but it's not a picture of his face, but I do sometimes share it. So this is the woman. She was born on Venus. So there's a lot to unravel in terms of the technology. So they do talk about that willing to help us in, in life extension. And this is just around the corner. Yeah. Just around the corner. So to go back to what you said before, there's going to be a lot of um, um, revelations that are going to be hard for people to swallow, but it must be done because of the hydrogen cloud and solar warming, not global warming, but solar warming. Mm -hmm. There's oxygen now on Pluto because the ice caps are melting. Wow. We're going through a hydrogen cloud. It's a natural phenomenon. Uh you know the temperature between the outer atmosphere of the Earth and the Moon all the way out to Venus? What is space temperature? I think I told you this. I, for, I forget. Did you tell me? Absolute zero. Absolute zero. Guess what it is now? Like one? <laughs> no, like 10,000 degrees. Wow. Wow. So we're seeing 
the weather changes, and this is affecting our outer ionosphere. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think happens with the solar flare? That is a natural occurrence. You know, I know the governments are trying to do some things, but oh, yeah. the sun's oh. its own life. Yeah. It's, it's turbocharging it. I mean, I just don't understand how people talk about climate without mentioning the sun. How, how do you measure the temperature of the earth and no one is factoring in the sun? You know what I mean? Like it, this is the, to me, that's the biggest um, indication that something is amiss with the whole climate change agenda that's being pushed. The agenda is a, is a control agenda to limit what you do, to make you be an electric car. There would only be a few of. They're running out of lithium. The cars are catching on fire. It, it's not the way to go. It's not going to happen. And despite what they say, the governments are going broke on December 15th. And by January 1st, there will be no more government, I hope. It's going to revert to the people. The money is in control of the good guys. And uh, enough people are dying that even the uh, deep state of China, everyone was going to turn the money of the world over to China. And we were going to go into a communist regime where organ harvest, organ, you know, it's just, let's not talk about the negativity because it's not going to happen. They're promoting it, the digital currency, which they would control. We yeah. can have a digital currency yeah. under the alpha system, but um, right now um, there's it, you know there's people in the world that have no access to electricity or right. ATMs yeah. or credit cards. It's ridiculous. No. So um, it's not going to happen. There is a plan being orchestrated by many much higher level contactees than myself who do not have a position in the public. They're working in military, in finance, in uh, artists, in uh, education, in all aspects of society. They are working behind the scenes and they're working invisibly. I think they come in sometimes when I'm writing and they're telepathically helping me out. I have to have the knowledge to put it together. But some of my introductions to Raymond books are definitely guided Mm -hmm. by the hierarchy of light. And the, 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 probably one of the best ones is the gospel of Thomas that my friend wrote that they, um, um, I was allowed to write about how that techno, how that gospel was written through a technology of the Akashic records Mm -hmm. and Raymond's books were garnered from that. So anyway, thank you for letting me share a little bit. You're welcome, my friend. Thank you for sharing. You know, look, we're, we, there's, there's so many things to unpack. So we're, we're just going to have to have, uh, you know, a series of of talks because there's so many things that we, that we can dive into. Um, and, and I, I, I'm so grateful for you, for your time, for sharing, you know, your, your vast knowledge. And, and I know we've only, you know, we could barely say we scratched the surface because I know how much is there. And, you know, but, but I want to give you a chance, um, before we, before we sign off to, to share a message with everyone who stayed with us so far, you know, um, that, that you feel they, they, whatever you feel like that, that they, they may need to hear right now, something, you know, of either a mantra or, or a gift, um, to the people who have stayed with us that they could take with them into their lives, um, before we go. Well, you know, as a messenger, I've kind of shared my, my message is to uh, explain about the um, externalization of the 
reality of life within the earth and those beings that we are affecting and why they've been afraid to come out and, you know, that stuff. And then, of course, the message of the Venusians and, and their mission is to protect the earth from herself to a certain extent. Um, they also have uh, other intentions to help us develop the latent powers within us and to become aware of the technologies that the elites are controlling us with so that we can just ignore them. And I want to say you can ignore them right now. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hear very soon, I wouldn't pay your taxes early, anyone, because I feel by next year, you know, we're all paying them now, but um, I feel by next year, everything's going to revert to a sales tax. I think that we're very close to things happening. Listen, brother, I'm so grateful for your time and your wisdom. I appreciate you so much. Um, this meeting was definitely meant to happen. I look forward to doing it again. We'll do it again soon and I'll be in touch. And thank you for sharing so, so much with me. Um, but we, we still have much to talk about, so I'll be in touch and we're going to do it again soon. Hey, um, all right. I want to thank you very much and uh, give my phone number to JJ. Okay. Um, and uh, just tell him Rob wants you to call him and thank you very much. And I send him much love. Okay. I will. I will make sure to relay the message. All right, brother. Thank you so, thank much. You so Bye. much. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.